0: Welcome to my work in progress. I'm Heidi Vega, your host. I do want to also add a little disclaimer that I'm not a fitness trainer or a trainer of any kind. Um, I am not a physician or a Uh, doctor, so this is all coming from a place of trial and error for me personally and what I've uh, seen other people experience and just uh, my knowledge of how things are going, especially as I am, like I had mentioned before, in the midst of a fat loss journey. i had to come to terms with the culture that i've grown up in and the current society that i'm in now and that i was in before i we like to think that we are not susceptible to the things that are going on around us in society we're different we don't let that influence us and it sounds great but it's just not the truth and if you're not going to come to terms with it, and you're going to be in denial, it's going to affect you that much more. I We used to tell ourselves, you know, when we see magazines of these photoshopped women, <clears throat> it's not going to affect us if we know that they're photoshopped. But the truth is your mind is going to take in information and make assumptions and um, almost organize the information that it's seeing, regardless of your cognitive thoughts about it. So for example, when you see a woman on the magazine, and you know, she's photoshopped, likely, it's not your first thought. And likely, there are many things going through your mind that you aren't necessarily going to pinpoint. So you might look at it and say, Oh, she's she's Wow, she looks amazing. I wish I looked like that. You know, And then that's a passing thought that just registers. And then maybe you'll say, oh, but that's totally photoshopped. You know, it's a secondary thought. And then that passes through and then you keep going and then you kind of like, maybe you judge her. Oh, but her, that looks kind of weird or whatever. But at the end of the day, all these thoughts are coming into your, into your brain. They are being registered and some might come and go, but at the end of the day, you can't help but think, you know, wow, she looks beautiful, or she looks perfect, and have some kind of comparison moment, because that's kind of what we do as humans. And if you don't take the time to think like, that's how my brain is going to register these images, regardless if I know they're photoshopped or not, then you are kind of setting yourself up for a little bit of failure when it comes to how you see yourself and and understanding that that's just going to happen to you naturally. i uh, even more so now with social media, right? We have these people that we know. I mean, I know these some of these people that I see in person, um, or I knew them from high school or whatever. And I see these pictures of them. And I'm like, wow, their body is amazing. And I'm a little bit jealous. And there are definitely plenty of women on there that are or in men that are photoshopping their body doing facetune doing all of those things and I even sometimes when I post pictures I don't have a high quality camera right now so I'm like oh all my pictures end up looking kind of dull when I initially take them with my phone so then I'll go in and I'll say okay I'm going to um you know add a filter that's going to make the picture look kind of like the rest of my pictures, this kind of blue undertone. And then I'm like, okay, then I'm going to brighten up my eyes so that like, you know, they look brighter and more appealing and they catch your attention as you're scrolling through. And then I'm gonna, um, you know, make these tones in my hair look a little bit brighter and stuff like that. When you do all those things, I'm not thinking in my mind, I'm doing this because I'm uh, not happy with the way I look, but more so I'm thinking I'm doing this for aesthetically, uh, to, to produce an aesthetically pleasing picture for everyone. Not to say that me just by myself is not good enough, right? But it's a natural thing to then kind of creep into your mind. Are you alone <laughs> just not good enough? Um and I think that even happens to the 10th degree when people post pictures and then change their body and and change make little changes. Sure, you can, of course, tell yourself, you know, this is just to make things look more even and, and cute. And I get it. I do. Trust me, as is somebody who is very much into aesthetically pleasing things, I think that's what Instagram is all about it's natural to want to make everything look good. But there isn't it's it'd be a lie to say that you aren't kind of you're not at some point telling yourself that without that, it the reality of that picture is not good enough. The reality of what you look like without any changes is not good enough. Now, there is a place in there where I would like to say the same goes when, you, when, I'm ta- when I'm thinking about myself and doing this fat loss journey. Is that me telling myself that I'm not good enough as I am? And I'm going to get into that later. <laughs> I want to continue with this personal story. So the current fight between, oh, actually, just kidding. I'm going to get into it right now. Girl. Okay. (laughs) The current fight between self-love and progression and the whole body positive movement has definitely become a staple of this time period right now as well as the rise in fitness culture. I think those kind of went hand in hand as we saw a rise in fitness culture and uh, just the fitness industry in itself. We saw a rise in this body positive movement And I'm not so sure that there should be opposites or considered opposites. But this is my um, understanding is that it makes it hard for me to think, well, am I, like I was saying, am I loving myself by telling myself this isn't good enough for me? Like, I need to make changes. You kind of fight with yourself on that because you're like, if this, then that. You're kind of falling into that kind of trap of saying, if I don't think I'm good enough right now, does that mean then I don't love myself right now? But the truth is, you can if you've ever loved anyone before, you've never loved someone that was perfect. There is no such thing as someone out there that's just perfect in every single way. No all of us have flaws so if you've ever loved someone you know their flaws and you love them despite their flaws and their flaws isn't what makes them um unlovable or lovable it's it's really comes down to whether you love them or not and whether you it's just you know what I mean at at the end of the day you have to understand that you end up seeing yourself that way too. If you truly love yourself, you're not going to be blind to your own flaws. That is not self love. And I think sometimes the body positive movement feels that any kind of admittance to not being completely happy with your flaws, or with your body means that you then don't love yourself. And there's a bit of a back and forth with that. I would love to say that I think the body positive movement is all about, you know, just self-love and whether that means you feel like you need to lose weight or not. Is it a feeling that you have for you or because of the standards of society? And then that's a whole different kind of subject, right? But at the end of the day, all of this is kind of you got to understand that these feelings that are in the air within society are affecting you whether you want to believe it or not. And you have to kind of come to terms with where you lie in there. Or if you're not sure, just be cognizant of those things that are going on. Because I had to do that for myself as I was thinking about the fitness culture and this need to be like super fit. And I'm like, that's not even what I want to be. I don't want to be a fitness model. You know, that's not my goal here. And sometimes we take on goals or, or we take on ideas of what we should be. Based on all these Instagram fitness models, and we think, well, then I should want to be like that because I'm really impressed with their body. But then you have to, like I said, take the time to actually recognize, like, that's not really what I want. It sounds good, it sounds nice, but when you think about all the work that they have to do to get to that point, do you really want that for yourself? Is that going to bring you happiness? is that your passion? Or is that just something that society is really digging right now? The same thing with big butts, you know, society is really into that right now. But is that really going to make me happy? Or is that what the world is kind of telling me makes me happy and makes me accepted and makes me wanted? Um, That's, you know, a big thing to feel wanted and attractive, obviously, within this fitness culture. Now, I Uh, since I was little, you you know, I was a little chubby when I was younger and I went through puberty and I lost all that chubbiness. And then, um, I went into, uh, you know, high school and then I, I went to college and I remember being still like, very fit in college because I had done boxing before I left and then I was doing two days at the gym but honestly even then I remember being very very self-conscious about my body not not to the point that I Am or was afterwards, but I was still very much not happy with my body. I kept telling myself, I need to lose five more pounds, I need to lose 10 more pounds, I need to do something because you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't enjoy my body as much as I could have at the time. Looking back now, and this relates to kind of a lagging period that I had with myself and that I continued to have of not being able to see my body for what it was. I very much over and I think we all do this to some degree overemphasized my flaws and they were bigger in my head than than they actually were in person. And I could say it's a slight bit of body dysmorphia, but um, I don't think it was to that degree. But it was like right there. I think we all have a little bit of that because mirrors are different from pictures, which are different from, you know, in-person videos, and it just all throws you off. And especially in this day and age, I think it's easier to have some body dysmorphia because we're sitting here with women editing their pictures, and then how do you edit that picture and then look at yourself and say the wait wait how, how do what do I really look like again?" and then you know angles do everything, and there's different it's just it's hard to figure it out. You're like, "Wait, what do I actually look like?" and they're minute you know differences, but anybody who has ever been that concerned with their body, which I've been there, and I'm still kind of there. I'm not going to lie to you guys that I'm at this perfect place where I'm like, I don't care and stuff like that. Like, no, I'm at this. I'm still at a place where I'm very judgmental about my body, although I am I have learned to be to check it. You know, it just comes up naturally and then I have to check myself almost. Um, So this lagging period is kind of what I was talking about in the beginning of even now to this day. After 40 pounds that I've lost 40 pounds, I honestly have the hardest time seeing it. The only way I really notice it is if I take pictures. Um, But in person, when I look in the mirror, I have a very hard time seeing the progress that I've made. I love that I took so many pictures and that I have pictures of when I was bigger because that is really my only proof that like, yeah, you lost 40 pounds. And even then I'm like, did I really lose 40? Like, are you sure? Even when I look at the pictures. So there is definitely this mental space, you know, and and, okay, this is, this is something that isn't special to me, or to anybody else who's feeling this way. Because when you think of not not just rapid weight loss causes this even progressive weight loss causes this because it's progressive it's not a an immediate change you do find yourself like every day saying did i change at all you know because you're losing weight kind of slowly and it's you get used to the body to seeing your body the way it is at that moment and you don't recognize the difference from months ago so that is something to 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 keep in mind when you're talking about having a fit mind is being able to understand that you're going to have a lagging period in the way you see yourself. And that's why pictures and, uh, you know, measuring your inches are so important and why weight is is not as important. Now, the first time I gained weight, now we're getting into mental health here. The first time I gained weight was in college. Um, I had a boyfriend, I was eating out a lot, you know, eating became our thing kind of like, what are we going to eat? You know, this is, this is after the parting phase of like us going parting all the time. And that's how we we're how we were really bonding is like, let's go to parties and let's go to the movies and stuff. And it's the kind of the period when you're trying to settle down and like stay in a little bit more. And then you start kind of, um, sharing this love for food and staying in and not doing anything. And you just want to be with each other. It was that kind of phase. And this was um, in college and college weight gain. I know they say the freshman 15, the freshman 20, whatever. Honestly, part of the college weight gain is actually coming from mental health. And this is why I believe so. Mental health is a very big Um, discussion when it comes to college kids uh, more now than ever. Um, College students are very susceptible to anxiety, to suicide, to depression, all these mental health disorders. And I can't help but feel like we want to blame it all on the beer. But college itself sets you up in a very high A stressful situation as you are thrown into an environment very much different from high school you are not not very prepared to live alone we don't learn about health in a very uh, like feeding yourself and being able to differentiate between good food and really going into cooking or anything like that unless it Unless you learn that from home, you're not going to, like, learn that automatically when you go to college. You're going to be eating what's f- affordable and available, especially with the prices of college, uh, of going to uh, the tuition and the boarding, all of that stuff. You know, you don't want to spend a lot on food and you don't know how to grocery shop uh, very well. It's like you're kind of thrown into this environment like, here, fend for yourself, and the mental health can't help but (laughs) kind of be affected by this. Of course, not everybody gets anxiety and depression and all those things when they go into college but I can remember being very uh, not being able to handle my anxiety very well falling into a bit of depression and my mental health was not at its best in college I can recall and there's a lot of different factors for why but um, the point is that obviously my weight also was affected and the way I was handling food and my relationship with food was going by the wayside now the second time because I, that the first time it was like right like a year before I had my my daughter. And then the second time was after I had my daughter and I moved into to Washington to a whole nother state. I had very little family there. They lived kind of far away, so I didn't get to see them all the time or or even like it was maybe once a month. I saw them like three times and I lived there for like five months um, or so. And I was having marriage troubles. I was a new mom. I was lonely as all hell. I spent all... I would stay at home, so I didn't have any any friends, anything. Um, I, to be honest, became suicidal. I gained 50 pounds in a matter of like five and a half months. That's like 10 pounds every month that I was just putting on. And I remember as my weight went up, my mental health was right there with it. It was just my mental health was going down as my weight was going up. They were probably very much looking the same on a chart, you know, one going steady and the other one going steady as well. And I was hating myself. And I remember even thinking about losing weight, I I wanted to and I was like, I want to get back into like working out and I want to eat healthier. But my mental health was uh, such a place that didn't matter how I looked at it. Um, although how I looked at it was a big factor, but it, it just was so bad to the extent that I could only stay motivated for like a 24-hour period, and then the next day it would be right back to where I started in in my mindset, because my mind wasn't there. My mind wasn't with it. I was doing a lot of self-hate. I I, I was hating myself. I really was, and Guys, I mean, to be suicidal, my mental health, I mean, that in itself is saying a lot. Now, um, I, after all of that, when I, when I left Washington, when I told myself, you know, I can't do this anymore, I, I didn't hate myself. That was like the first move that I made that I was like, this isn't out of self hatred. This is out of love for myself this is out of wanting better for myself. And that's kind of where the mindset really started to change. That I stopped hating myself, that I stopped doing these things out of hatred for myself. And I was doing these things out of love for myself. I mean, I was unhappy with myself, sure enough, but I knew I could do better. And that knowing was something completely different of knowing that you could do better, knowing that you want better. And this is where I think mental fitness and, you know, a fit in mind really comes into play is being able to find the sweet spot and how you look at the journey itself, how you look at life, but more specifically, how you look at this weight loss, fat loss, whatever you want to call it, health journey, because you're going to have self-deprecating moments. You just are. I don't care how confident or how loving you are. They're going to creep in every now or so. Some people have it more often than others. If you've been practicing self-love and, and caring about how you talk to yourself for long enough, then sure, it happens once in a very long while. But if you're, if you're starting out, if you're getting into that mode, you're going to have self-deprecating moments where you're beating yourself up, you're telling yourself you look terrible, whatever. And you're going to also have overly confident moments. And this just happens, Right? You're going to fall into those both those traps and you have to find the sweet spot in where you can see what the journey really is and allow it to teach you things and allow it to be um, hard and difficult and pursue it either way. Plenty of people, I will say, have lost weight without necessarily having to have a fit mind, quote unquote. They've, there's people who have lost weight who have terrible mental health. And the sad part is that, you know, um, in this culture, there is this assumption, this uh, beautiful people bias, but with fitness people, they don't have to necessarily be beautiful, but if they're fit and they have a great body, there's this assumption that if they're, oh look, they 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 eat like this to get really cut and stuff, we assume that their mental health must be great and that is just not the case. There are plenty, plenty of people who are out there as fitness gurus doing their thing and they have poor mental health and we We just assume <laughs> that if you're if you're physically fit, you're mentally fit, and that's just not the case. And if you you know think about what i'm what I'm talking about really in this episode, you you'll understand that the results after losing weight while being um, mentally unhealthy, is not going to be rewarding because regardless of the weight you lose, the fat you lose, the, the fitness that you gain, um, physically, the results end up having, it does nothing for how you end up thinking about yourself because there was no mental changes. There was no mental health changes, while losing the physical weight and you'll find yourself unhappy with yourself even then and that is the biggest part right if we want long lasting change if we want something that's sustainable and that in the end is a journey that we can look back on and say this really changed me not just the physical me but the emotional and mental me then we need to understand that that fit mind is an emphasis to have while on a fitness journey because that will change your physical physique if you can have a mental health that is going to match it, that is going to help the physical progress. And if you just focus on the physical and not on your mental health, you'll find yourself unhappy at the end of it. And that's what most people will find when, when they go after any kind of success any kind of challenge if their mind isn't changing in the process in some form or fashion they are f- left feeling empty after they gain whatever they've gained because they didn't realize it was about the 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 process not necessarily about the result the result is the thing that keeps you going but the the whole process is where the change even happens and Immediate results do nothing for you. If anything, they hurt you more than help you, um, and that's been proven uh, in psycholo- uh in psychiatry um, that people who gain immediate results over something, or gain random or lucky success, or just overnight um, fame they are hurt very much um, mentally and emotionally because it produces feelings of grandeur and you don't take into account the luck that goes into that. And so appreciate the process, appreciate how long it takes. And having a fit mind obviously requires you to appreciate the process. So that's kind of what I wanted to get at in this episode, guys. I really hope that this kind of um, it was a good kickoff to this uh, fat loss series. I hope you guys could relate in some form or fashion and that you guys um, enjoyed or took something away from that, even if it's just the importance of mental health in anything that you do. She's a Mona Lisa. Everyone's not enough to see her. She's a mom. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate your listenership so, so much. If you guys could go over, head over, and leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening from, I truly, truly would appreciate it. Um, follow, obviously, this podcast if you haven't already. And don't be shy to, you know feel free to hit me up, asking me, telling me, whatever you feel like saying um, on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my social media time. Um, So go over and DM me at it's me, Heidi V. I love having kind of more personal conversations with you guys and touching on topics and hearing your concerns or your questions about the episodes. So I look forward to talking with you guys or talking to you guys, I guess, uh, next week and have a wonderful day. Don't forget to unapologetically be a work in progress. There must be something bad You see her walking down the boulevard, she got the posture of a superstar.